I don't want to call them Akdamas because they're not connected to everyone to speak about. So not Akdamas. Two things I want to quickly speak about briefly, and then we'll get to the to Musavad. The two brief things. The first brief thing that I want to say, it's a, it's a longer conversation, but I want to mention it now. I was with Ozzy this morning, two experiences this morning that I want to hazard over. I spent breakfast time, at least, with Ozzy this morning. And I, it's an observation, Sviyeli, it's an observation I want to make to you. There's a lot to, to do with this, but I want to talk about this for a few minutes. The observation I want to tell you, I am very emotional that guys are leaving next year. I can't tell you how much. It's hard. It's, it's very real to me. And it makes me sad that guys the next year are going to be in Eretz throat. Very happy. Guys are steiging and growing and it's the right thing. But it's still emotional that guys are leaving. It literally, in a very literal sense, it gets me sad now to the point that I have to say, knock it off, Kalish. Enjoy the guy. He's here now. You're having breakfast with him. Yes. It's a little silly. My wife and I, we used to come back from Eretz Yisrael for Ben Asmanim. She'd say day number, like a day, and she'd say, we're going back in 22 days. So you can't think like that. We're only 23 days. If you're going to be sad on day number two, let's just enjoy while we're here and not think like that. I think like that was- Let's outside the Gaikal Sayyid and Afshay. Good Sushtel, good Yanka. Very good Sushtel. That's the Bet and Rishon Techside, the empty stomachs of the Russians, thing what he doesn't have. So, certainly, you have to appreciate while you have what you have. I was driving my fancy truck with Menachem. I wasn't thinking, well, you're returning it tonight. I have it now. So the bottom line is to appreciate what you have. Yitzhak Rubovsky in the, in the video of the graduation said, don't cry that it ended, smile that it happened. That he put on the video. Of the, but certainly you have to appreciate it while you have it for certain. But I want to talk about another point that I was very emotional. And something I realized is the older you get a bacher, perhaps he's leaving also. But he's not emotional. The typical guy, very few guys are emotional about leaving yet. The la- different guys, it hits two weeks left, certain guys are emotional. A week left, guys are basket case. Some guys the last day, some guys the day after this month. The next day, guys wake up the next day, a guy is like, can't believe he's not going back. And the reality is that the younger you are, you don't see the future as much. It's not real, even though you know it factually. But you don't feel it. You don't, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. It's not happening. It's not real to you. It's words. The younger you are, further time is not as real to you. It's a very important word. A chacham sees the future. It's real to him. The older you get, further period is more real. My Rebbe used to freak me out. He used to talk about 60 years, 100 years down the line. It very much freaked me out. It like bothered me. It was like... Ooh, I don't know, he would talk about after he's gone, things that, like, I wasn't thinking oh like that. I remember when I was your age, he asked me if I want my kids to be from. It's like, frankly, Rebbe, I'm not thinking about having kids right now. Like, it wasn't on my mind. I was thinking about my, my next basketball game, and on a good day, the next sugya, I wasn't thinking about having children. He asked me if I want from kids. And then he had told me a plan, how to have from kids. But... 
But 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 it was inter- I wasn't thinking about having from kids time. I wasn't thinking about that. But my Rebbe, who's older, the future further periods of time were more real to him. As you get more sophisticated, I don't know if it has to happen. You see older people who still don't see the future. I think the more sophisticated and the more wiser you get, you care about more distance of time and it's more real to you. Right, Oblen and I will have a so it's true. That's a, that's a balance. Every every good thing was balance. I'm not talking about bugging out and the balance of tzaddik oichlas. I'm not sure every good madrega is balance. You're right. Every good madrega, and you'll need to find that balance. But there is the awareness of the future. We'll have parents begging a kid to get in the yeshiva. All right, Oberland will explain. It's not good for him to come now. Let him come in Elul. And Mazel Tov. You should throw a kiddush. Your kid's in the middle of tenth grade. Elul as a yeshiva is going to become a fiery bentayra. Mazel tov. The parents, they're freaking out now. Now you're right, you need to solve the now, but your bigger picture is solved. The kid's going to come out and have an amazing 11 and 12. You're... But people get stuck in the now, not seeing big picture. Ryobland will explain better now is even maybe he goes to work for three months. Coming now, he won't have a good experience in Waterbury. He waits for, but they can't get past this moment. They're like stuck in the moment. Sometimes you have to a little bit come out of the moment. The Chazanish says in Chinuch, that parents, he says, when should you punish harshly for things kids do? He said, if it won't be there in 10 years, the kid's 25, by itself it won't be there. Don't punish so harshly. On something that could stay for life, you punish harsher. But the parent sees the kid do something, he's not going to do that when he's 25. Don't worry. It's not like, but at that time, it's like the worst thing. I can't believe he did that. But you have to like learn to come at, to think, to see the future. See, it has to become more real to the future. I'm always fascinated on Bachram now that I see that in a few that's one guy here was very emotional about leaving now that's that's usually a very sign of a very sophisticated person or an older person not, I'm not sophisticated older person the nature of guys and it's interesting to me the same guy now knows he's leaving in two months in a few months and is not emotional fast forward to two weeks left the guy's emotional what happened he knew the same thing then he knew the same thing then whatever the time is he knew the same thing then the idea he knew, but longer periods of time are not real to you. And now, like, yeah, yeah. Or he appreciates it becomes. There's something. There's such a thing called appreciate now. I'm not saying not to appreciate now, but the thought doesn't. That thought is not real to me. It's not royas and As you get older, and certainly we work on this, longer periods become more real. A bacher, by the way, at your age, should not have two months being that real to him. It's not. I'm not saying it's something to work on. I'm saying in general to work on. Not, this is not important. It's not important now to be emotional that you're leaving. It is important to start the future to be important. They didn't experiment with drugs. They didn't experiment with drugs. Dr. Tversky says this, this experiment. And certainly there's a lot for every one of us to learn from this. And the, Dr. Tversky said that if they would sell a drug, he proved this through different ways, but if they would sell a drug that is more powerful than all the drugs out there, more powerful, so it has whatever effect, the speed, the slowdown, all the nonsense that sick people want to do to themselves to cure their ills, and they would have a drug that works more potently. Whatever effect the hurt person, people medicate, self-medicate, all their pains away, their anxieties, whatever pains they're trying to take lousy medication for, if they had a a drug that was more effective, 
Except one catch. It's cheaper, more effective. It's good stuff. Cheaper, more effective. One catch. It works 24 hours. It doesn't kick in right away. He said they wouldn't sell anything. But it's cheaper, more effective. So 24 hours. He said the whole you say that people take drugs is they only think that now they're doing something to hurt themselves. But they can't see past this moment. So he said you wouldn't sell it. But it's more effective and cheaper. But the whole you say that people self-medicate in ways that are destructive themselves, they don't see the future. So he said it wouldn't sell. Because the whole type clientele for these things are the now people. Our job is to extend, is to see more of the future. Ramifications, what comes out, to extend ourselves slowly. If you do it healthily, you'll see you're older. If you do this in a healthy way, the important part is not to see you're leaving Yeshiva in two months, not at all. But if you do it in healthy things, you'll see as you get older that longer time periods are much more real to you in healthy ways. In, in, in things that are important to you now. If you have a decision right now, should I go learn or should I... And you think about the long-term thing, how I'll feel, things that are important now. It's not important to be emotional about leaving Yeshima now. But on, on important things, you will see, if you do it in a healthy way, that you'll naturally... What my Reb, what I realized my Rebbe was thinking years ahead that came from years about really training himself that the tomorrow matters. The Yoy Macher matters. Is it good for someone to be emotional now. Uh, yeah. It's it's not important. That's not an important oh, factor. And like like I said, then you'll have to work. Let me appreciate. It's not okay. that's not the valuable thing. Five minutes like a little bit. Yeah, it's funny. Little child, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. You tell a little child in five minutes, no, I want it now. But the other person in context, five minutes. Is, okay. <laughs> not now. Point number two. It's true. So Benjamin is Saying, Benjamin is saying the counter this. Appreciating the now is important, And certainly there's a balance. I wanted to bring this side of the equation. Food for thought. Maybe once we'll have a whole Musavat on it. It's not what I want to talk about. I'm in a little rush because I don't want to hold up Rabbi Yitzchak. And I would say it if we didn't have here the Manal of Noam, I would say it if he left. I wanted him to hear because I appreciate it a lot. I was Zaycha this morning, Obland and I was Zaycha this morning to meet a Yid who we have, Obland and I have, have not had a private moment to talk yet, but I, we know each other well and both of us were blown away by what we went through this morning. And I did feel I kept you waiting, so I do, I want to tell you the experience we had this morning. Besides seeing a person who's idealistic, who's a principal who cares about kids and is dedicated to kids, which is that alone is a chizuk, but there was a specific thing that, that I speak about a lot here that I want to say. I don't like amaratsus. It bothers me a lot. People don't know things. And it bothers me because there's always more things to learn. Amaratsus, the core, is not asking. Don't be afraid to ask, to search. The aside, what is chachma is a very hard thing. Who's called smart? Who's called a chacham is very hard. It says, Ezel chacham haloymed mikoladam. Who's a chacham who learns from everybody? Now, chazal are not in the, in, they're not being cute. Why do chazal say if you learn from everybody, you call the chacham? Why don't they say if you get a 1600 on your SAT, or the new version 2400, I think we're back to 1600, I don't know. I think we're back. But why don't they say, why chazal don't get cute? Chazal are just true. Why did Chazal say, I remember once my son telling me, my son said, Tati, I figured it out. When you say you're rich, you mean Chazal's type of rich, or Samech Bechelka. I figured you out. Chazal are being cute? 
Hey, so why did Chazal say a certain amount of money in the bank account? Chazal are truthful. When Bachram say from things, it gets me angry. I don't like from Kayo. Be real, be honest, don't say from things. You ask kids, you know, the kids come home from school, what do you want to be when you're older? I'm always proud of my kids, and I wanted to be the center field for the Mets of the shortstop. I wasn't sure. Shortstop is said different times. Shortstop's a light hitting, and I never was a great hitter. I was a quite decent fielder. So I thought shortstop, center field, I have a pressure to hit. I'm not a great hitter. So I was always Masubic, but I like center field. I was Masubic. I like when my kids come home with the books. I always happy when my kids answer. I don't want them to say a Talmud Chacham or a Rebbe. If that's what he wants, I don't mind. Trust me, it's cool. He wants the Rebbe. Cool. But I want him to feel honest, not to answer what the Rebbe wants him to say. I want him to say what he feels, not what somebody wants him to say. So I don't want from answers. I don't want from. So Chazal say, What's a rich guy? He said, Very from answer. The guy who's happy. But come on. Come on. You're being from on me? Don't get from. Be tr- this MS. The study of Torah is the truth. You know, go to the store and you tell the guy, you know, I would like to buy all your cereal. So the guy says, do you have money? He says, no, I'm happy with what I have, so please give it to me. <laughs> the money like that doesn't work. It's not very rich. I'm you, I read in the Mishnah, that's rich. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> no, but it, it takes a different type of money to get it. So what, like, the Tomerashiris, you know, the richness we speak about of having a lot, of being wealthy. What's wealthy? Chazal don't get cute. And of course, the answer there is Chazal are very deep. And in a phone call, you could be told when Bernie Madoff stole money, there was some French guy, some foreign, I think it was from France, who got a call that you have zero dollars and zero cents in your bank, and he committed suicide. Tragedy, the man gave up his life. So, did you really have it if one phone call could be taken away? That's called having it. One phone call, you lost it. Chazal is just very profound. What's richness that nothing could take away? If you're locked in a room and you can't access it, so you're really rich, now you can't get your money. What happens now? If the guy dies, he has a stroke. Now he can't really get his money. Was he really ever rich? Chazal is just very deep. They're talking about something that you can, not, can never be taken away from you. If an outsider could take it away, a guy holds a gun and says, give me all your money, so now you're not rich. So did you ever really have it? Did you have it? In what profound way did you have it? When you might have it, I think I have it. I, well, unless a guy... What, so I'm, I'm the, what is something that you have that essentially you, the you, is just so connected to you, it's attached to you. Sameach Bechelka is something after death you won't lose. No gun could take it away. You're happy with your lot. So you have whatever, you, whatever it is you have, you really have. Chazal are very deep. That they're, saying, they're not saying from things. So what do they mean here? Wisdom is learning from everybody. What do they mean by that? What's the depth of that? You say he's a brilliant guy. Why? Because he learns from everybody. I think the kid's a pretty dumb kid. I mean, he doesn't know so much. What does that mean? Because he's willing to learn. And the very simple thing is that the Yisaita Chachma is the Bikush, is the Chuka for it, is the yearning for it, is the go get it. A Chacham is a person who has the willingness to get it. 
When I was your age, I was embarrassed to be exposed. I'll be found out. I don't know this. I don't know that. I remember I was on the way. I was on the way. They were making a coil. I was a newly married man. And they were making this coil for like, they, they said that they, they were looking for a certain type of talent. Maybe I had a big mouth. They liked me. They wanted talented people. And they were making this new coil. Wolfson, Mr. Wolfson was starting a coil. They were going to pay him a fortune of money. And they were going to produce it a whole plan. So I walked to the coil meeting with this guy. I've seen him around the papers a lot. Clearly holds himself quite prestigious. And on the way, he says to me, we're walking together. I didn't know him before, but he's going to this meeting also. I think he actually joined this coil. I never joined it. And this man, he started like talking very not nice. He said the stupidity of people today, they don't even know the treyasser. And he was going very angry. He's right. People should know nothing. Treyasser for sure. And he's like ripping people. I'm like next to walking them. I didn't know at the time the treyasser is the neviim. And at the time I didn't know treyasser. I knew I probably could tell you chagim malach. I could tell you the treyasser, but I didn't know the svarim. I didn't know. I didn't know them. And he's ripping people. Don't know treyasser. But he's be, at the time I was more insecure. I'm just like hoping he doesn't. I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, it's terrible. I'm like, it's me. <laughs> I'm the guy. Now, looking back, I, I think you're a lot better off not knowing the Treyas and having good me. This I'd rather be me than him, to be honest. At the time at the time I was very I was less secure. I wouldn't want to be a guy who's so not nice. He was very not a nice person, clearly. I mean, he was just talking about Yidden, very vulgar, he, bad language, and he knew the Treyas. Okay, it was very nice. And every year should know the Treyasa for sure. The, the, the Prima Gaudim goes on a tirade, every year should know nothing. Then he says, a tirade, as, but not vulgar language, just nicely. Then he says, ah, you'll ask me, I don't know nothing. He said, I'm very busy. My Rebbeim didn't teach when I was young, so if it doesn't slug you up, of course, you're supposed to know Treyasa and learn it. But it wasn't, at the time, I was less secure. Now I would say, by the way, I don't know Treyasa, I think you have to learn Musser, and I think you have to become a mensch. I think people who don't know Treyasa are not nice are ahead of you. Okay, Derek Herod's cut all time. I wouldn't I wouldn't be very intimidated from the guy today. But at the time you you're, you're you have an insecure feeling. The bottom line is there's nothing wrong with not knowing. What's wrong is not asking. When we dive we don't know the words of davening, don't be embarrassed. At your age, I was afraid to ask my father, knows a lot of Torah, I was afraid to ask him, I'm supposed to know, I would call up my father today, say, what is the letter after Bayes? You're a 12th grade rabbi, you're supposed to know. He wouldn't say it to me. I'm supposed to know. Okay, but I don't. What's the letter after Bayes? The embarrassment, guys, is not not knowing. It's not asking. Ask. Don't be afraid. Pursue wisdom. There's always more to learn. At every level you'll be on, you have more to learn. Don't ever be embarrassed what you don't know. Ask. Explore. And you can't explore everything. So today I'll find out one word, one thing at a time. Never be embarrassed what you don't know. Always ask and explore. Don't be afraid of any abayishin made. Abayishin can't learn. The icker thing to learning Torah is, is humility. That's humility that you ask. What do we say in Shemad We say that I should be like dirt. Humbleness. Humility. I should be humble. The key to Torah is humility. We doesn't say it's Sinai is 
humbleness. Sinai is the low mountains, humility. The way to get Torah, they give you Torah Matana. The key to Torah is humility. Ask. Don't be afraid. Loy made me call Adam. I learned from anybody. There was a guy, one of my, one of my, one of my, the people I'm proudest we ever had in this yeshiva. I was in Beis Mesh. There was a beautiful Ben He went to a Kriya expert in Eretz Yisrael together with six-year-olds. And he stood online. He went, there was a big Kriya expert. He needed to work on his reading. Don't be embarrassed. You're a pride. You're awesome. You're beautiful because you're willing to learn. He went the most beautiful sight. There were six-year-olds before him, six-year-olds after him, and he stood there waiting in line to work with the Korea expert to work on his Korea. There is no bush. There's a bush to somebody who doesn't do that. That's a chacham. He is bright. Anybody who knows about chacham, chacham is hard to quantify. Everybody, you know, people tie on the SATs. It's good for this experience. They have different experiences. Chacham is there. What's chacham? You have a person who's a genius. I've met people at 1600 SAT people. And then socially, they're stupid. Their EQ is zero. The guy's a doofus. He can't make a friend. He says not nice things. Is that smart? The guy who walked with me to the Treyasar interview, to the interview at Kailo. He's known as a brilliant guy. He was very not nice. We were walking together. He was ripping Klyestrol. Who rips Klyestrol? Says he's smart. Does he not? Very not smart. You're walking with a guy ripping Klyestrol. You're walking with somebody who likes you. What do you rip? Because don't beat anybody up. He's a good person. He has to work in his Abbas Yisraelis, but that wasn't smart. Smartness is very hard to quantify. Is the Elu who, who gets a 600 SAT and he socially doesn't say nice things. He doesn't tell his kids he loves them. Is he smart? Doesn't sound smart to me. So smartness, the guy, the smartness is so much. How do you quantify and qualify? It's almost impossible. Answers Chazal, the Midah of Chachma, that you can quantify and qualify and unquestion is a Chacham, is the willingness to pursue it. Loy made me call, learn wherever it is. I don't care. I'll go to a second grader, learn Chumash, if he knows it. Who cares where it is? Loy made me call, that is a Chacham. That quantifies and qualifies a person as that. That's what I say to the guys, pursue it. To me, the Yid Rabbi say, I am awed by Rabbi Yitzchak, this Yid I met this morning. His idealism, the type of mechanic he is remarkable and intelligent, but the Nakuda, he came here that we should discuss, we should do the same. Let's discuss Chinuch, to come to discuss Chinuch. Rabbi Yitzchak described to me that there's a Yid in Eretz Yisrael, we had a Talmud of his come here, who teaches people how to learn Gemara very profoundly. His name is Rev Green. And he has much to teach us all. He teaches fundamentals how to learn. Rabbi Yitzchak went to many times in Eretz Yisrael to, teach, to learn some of his skills. How to teach Gemara, how to learn Gemara. This is a person who's a Chacham. That's a real intellectual, that's Chazal's Chacham. It's the real Chachma. It's the real. Chazal, Ezo Chacham, Aloymin Mikol Adam. The willingness, if somebody has something to teach, go get it. I, I, we're Zaycheh to be around of Yitzhak, and I say to everybody here to, that we should be inspired and learn from this for ourselves. All of us, in our lives, have a lifetime of Chachma, of pursuit. It's fascinating to me, and obviously, that what do we call in Yiddishkeit a Chacham? What do we call him? A Talmud Chacham. Isn't that fascinating? We call him a student of wisdom. I call him a Chacham. Because a Chacham is a person who's always looking to be a student. It's always looking to acquire more. What's the first Kenyan Atayra? First thing, necessary acquisition of Torah is? 
Talmud. Now, why doesn't it say Limud? Talmud means a student. The want to learn. The willingness to learn. The willingness to be impacted. What we once said, malleable. Somebody is willing to be molded. The willingness and the want to learn. That is the necessary ingredient. I always beg, guys, people learn Torah. How many guys in yeshiva are learning like this? They're reading and everybody turns the page. They turn the page because like, stop looking around you. Then they turn the page. Open your art scroll. Don't worry with anybody else and pursue wisdom. Don't worry. What's he going to say? I'm supposed to be more. I'm supposed to... Don't worry about all that. You're a chacham if you have the willingness. If you go to a creative teacher and you're 30 years old and you sit there and learn, you are a chacham. That is a wise person. Lucky are you to be caught going to that creative teacher. It's a gaiva. You're a bal gaiva. You show off. I'm willing. I want chacham. I don't care what anybody says. I don't, what's the difference? I want this chachma to be learned. So I thank Rav Yitzchak for inspiring myself and my overland with this lesson. And in turn, I share with the Olam. And a birchas hedyet, maybe representing a tzibur, it will be more than a birchas hedyet. It's a bracha, shliach tzibur. Hitaka should be zeichet, a tremendous, tremendous nachas from all his talmidim. Should be zeichet to continue to acquire chachma from all over the world. Hatzlach Amen. Amen. Funny, it's funny that my Rebbe, my, somebody asked my Rebbe Rai Brown, who's a Yidu no Shas, somebody asked him, somebody asked him what it takes to get where you are, how do you do it? And I remember he told them that I'm willing to walk to the base mesh in my pajamas if it, I don't know something. I would go there in my pajamas to find out. He no. meant no busha would stop him, <laughs> but he meant no busha would stop him for finding out. I think that's what he was profoundly saying, that he, he's, he's interested in Chacham, he wants it. So I don't, I'm afraid, don't be afraid to ask a question I'm supposed to know, I'm going to be exposed and not knowing. So you don't know, so you don't know, there's no, there's no busha not knowing, there's a busha not trying to know. Ask, ask, and what's the letter after Dallas? I don't know. I'm supposed to know, so laugh. Okay, enjoy. Get your laugh, and now I, I don't know what the letter after Dallas. Find out things. There's a word in Dabney. I don't know what the sentence means. There's no bush. And what, by the way, when you find what that sentence means, you'll have another sentence you don't know. There's no bush. When I say I hate Amaratsus and I really don't like Amaratsus, it's people who don't try to know. Don't try to know. I want to tell you that I was Zaycha to go to Rev Miller on Thursday nights. And Rev Miller, you can ask him any question in Kolatar Kula. You could say him, Daniel, Perak Bey's Pasa Gimel. Could you explain me the Pasa? And on the spot, he would say, Shirinim. What hit me, people would ask every fascinating question, answer on the spot. Oh. Rev Miller, Rev Igda Miller. And what hit me is, what hit me about Rev Miller is how was he able to answer so fast? Because he asked these questions. See, the Chsam Seifer asked the following stira. It says, Don't stutter, answer right away. It says, Be deliberate in justice, in judgment. It doesn't just mean in judgment. When you learn Torah, you're supposed to be deliberate. Don't answer fast. One Chazal says, be deliberate. Don't answer fast. Think. I don't like the Bacham answer fast. I ask a question. I always tell the guys, answer me tomorrow. 
I liked it. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> that was sharp. That was sharp. The Talmud of Revesi. He started answering quickly. So the Chazal says for yes, that one Chazal says, one, one Chazal, the Mishnah Novice is Misun and Bedin. Be deliberate. Don't answer fast. And the other Chazal says, Al Tagamgin, Sistira. Answers the Chsam Seifer that the guy's not answering fast. He's already thought about it. Al Tagamgin, answer right away is because he was Misunim. Father, if you never thought about it, don't answer fast. You're answering fast because you spent that. What struck me on yeah, what struck me on Reb Miller is that any question asked, he had asked already. It's very evident that he asked and pondered, asked questions. Little kids ask why on everything. Don't let it be sucked out. Only the impatient adults say, stop already, stop. Or we lose the hope that we'll get answers. Ask. Ask and ask. Be curious. I'll tell you, I, I, I told the guys once, but I'm going to tell you a mice with asking. I'll tell you a story with asking. I told you the story once before, but I'm going to tell you with asking. Nevezi heard this dozens of times. So I'll tell you a story with asking. I was in the Cleveland airport. What's the name of the Cleveland airport, Hevra? What's the name of the Cleveland airport? O'Hare is, is Chicago. What's Cleveland airport? Let's not be on the rats. Could somebody check? You check Cleveland airport. Cleveland International? There's a name to it. International. <laughs> we have to answer at Brownstein. How quickly would the Brownstein know? Cleveland yes. Airport. Hopkins? Yes. Hopkins? Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. Very good. Very good. John Cleveland. Hopkins. Cleveland, not just Cleveland Hopkins International. That's Hopkins, yeah. yeah. Hopkins. Thank you, Svieli. Thank you, David. Hopkins International. Very good. So I was in Hopkins Airport. Oh, Hopkins. 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 <laughs> So I'm in Hopkins Airport, it's about 6, 6.30 in the morning, and of course the plane's delayed, as every airport story has to happen. But the bottom line is, I'm in the airport, and returning from a chasma the night before, and two of the biggest Talmidacham in America are in the airport as well. They're on this plane that come from this chasma. And two Talmidacham, not right now. Two Talmidacham. No. Two Talmidacham. Ketzer Advarim is that a man stops me, I'm walking around, these two Rabbanim are sitting and learning. I am walking around the Cleveland Airport, Hopkins Airport. Were you one of the No. And a man, what? This story goes back about 20 years ago. Not less, a little less. Right. So, Kitzer, goes back close to 20 years ago. The bottom line is, is a guy from AA American Airlines stops me. He seems very prestigious, well-dressed. He did have, like, on his lapel, the American Airlines symbol. Clearly a very prestigious guy in the organization. He says, are you a rabbi? Saw the beard, you're a rabbi? Yeah. You know, I guess, okay, if you want to look at it that way. And so he said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. He takes a paper out of his pocket, he unfolds the paper, and he reads me a verse in the Bible. He reads a verse in the Bible. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that. So he reads, a verse, he reads a verse in the Bible. The verse is until today. Where it says in the Torah until today, and he had a very intelligent question. He wanted to know is until today when the Torah is written, or until today means when I'm reading the Torah. 
How cool of a question is that? That's Nagaya, a couple of thousands of years. Until today, written in the Torah. Is that talking to me, the reader, until today? Or is that, no, when the Torah was written, until today? Very good question. So, so I said to the man, there are two prestigious Talmudic Chacham here, two of the biggest scholars in America. Do you want to ask them? He's like, sure, can I? So I bring him over to the Rabbanim. And I say, this man has a question. So they both look up. So, so, he, so the bottom line is, so he says, okay, I'll ask question to them. He proceeds to take out the paper again, read the verse, and ask the rabbis. Now, when they talk, these two rabbanim, they talk a million miles an hour. So, of course, the Gemara asks the Shailas, the one says the Gemara. But the Rashba asks, the Gemara says, until today, does not mean when you're reading it, it means when the Torah is written. To which the Rashba asks, it says, we don't know where Maisha is buried till today, that's eight minutes after he's buried. Yeshua wrote the He's buried. So for eight minutes, we don't know where he's buried. Oh! The rash is cash. The bottom line is, the, the bottom line is, is one Talmud Chacham says the Gemara, the Talmud is that they go a million miles. This is the rash. Because I know the rash. The Chassam Sofer. I know the Chassam Sofer. And they start for a half hour having the craziest rapid. You ever watch the ping pong match? Never stand in the middle. You'll get neck problems. Eights are for the wide. You watch a pick pong, you take a chair behind one of the players. If you watch in the middle, you have neck problems. It's not a good sport to watch. You go backwards. That's watching. This guy from American Airlines watched it to I am pulling a John Sterling. Anybody who's listened to a Yankee game, he broadcasts half the game. He's a great guy, a great announcer. He loses track of the ball sometimes. It happens. So you hear like, it's a line drive deep to left fielder back and the catcher catches. Different things happen. He broadcasts as much as he gets. He's a good announcer, obviously. The bottom line is, is that I am broadcasting as much as I get. So I'm telling him the Talmud is a question, the Talmud's like this, the right, and what, I'm broadcasting. 50% I'm broadcasting. And they are fighting like it was unbelievable. After about a half hour conversation, the guy, this is exactly accurate. The guy puts his paper in his pocket. He shakes his head, I promise. The man said, I'll never forget. The man said, my pastor doesn't know a thing. So the man says, true story. He shakes it, my pastor doesn't know a thing. And walks away. There's, this is exactly as it happened, not an exaggeration. I think those are the exact words he said. He said, pastor, not priest. He said, my pastor doesn't know a thing. And shook his head and walked away. The, a yid is sitting there, says, rabbi's a secular Jew, not yet from. A yid, <laughs> not, I should say, it's no such thing as a secular yid. But a yid, not yet from. He says, rabbi's, I just saw, went on, that was awesome. He watched the whole machlaikis and the broadcast, the whole show. He said, that was awesome. He said, I am not religious. I asked a question years ago that got me thrown out of conservative school. Could I ask the panel a question as well? He says, do you mind if I have the same opportunity as that? I can ask a question as well. So one of the rabbanim says, to him, you could ask, but before you ask a question, I want to talk to you. Sure. He says, we come from a world of truth. In our world of truth, you can ask whatever you want. We celebrate questions. And if we don't know the answer, we're comfortable. We give you a hug and a kiss for asking. We love questions. You came from a place they didn't live the truth. They don't like questions. 
There was a Yid who was Nifter this year in this community. I was Zeichen to study with for the year. His name was Mr. Nettleton. I'll tell you in a second about the question. His name was Mr. Nettleton. And Mr. Nettleton searched, he was a guy, for 40 years he was looking for the truth, and him and his wife, the Megayer, a beautiful person. He has seven children, his younger six are Goyim, they were Goyim, they were born Goyim. They all believe in Hashem, they all believe in Torah, they talk about Shabbos, Yiddishkeit, Hashem, amazing children. His last son is from, is from grandchildren, became, became a Ger with me, amazing person. Mr. Nettleton was there this year, he told me he used to ask questions everywhere in the world, you're not to ask questions. The only place he can ask, he's a man. He was close to 80. He would come learn with Bakram. Come to my shirim, right? Southern sign shirim. He said the only place he can ask questions in the world is Orthodox Jewry. A question is precious. The question he asked was not so provocative. I don't know why he was thrown out. It was nothing so provocative. Who knows how he asked it in school. It was a question. I don't want to talk about it right now, but it was not so provocative. He'd be so excited. And the Rabbanim did the same thing. They got into a huge fight, and I tried to broadcast the 50%. They understood the same situation. But he asked the question nonetheless. But the point I wanted to share is that questions are valuable. The Iker point is not the question, is that questions are valuable. Questions are precious. So I'm happy you asked what the question was. You're not getting an answer, but that wasn't, it wasn't provocative. It was nothing. It would just sidetrack us. It was not a provocative question. Always the is. What? Bible. The Bible's the best-selling book in the world. I had that question if you're allowed to teach him. Till today, I don't know what you're allowed to Shimmy wanted to know how did they teach the guy Torah. I don't know the answer. And I don't know the answer. And one of the reasons I brought him to the Rabbanim is I didn't know what you're allowed to teach him or not. I'm not. I'm reporting the news, not making the news. I Shimmy's saying, Kalish, you should have asked the Rabbanim how you taught Torah. Shimmy nailed me. I wasn't smart enough to ask. That's a valid question. That's a valid question. <laughs> What you're allowed to teach, what not. Shimmy could say I was wrong. Shimmy could say... Yeah, it's a, it's a sugya, there's a kivegra on this, a taisus and babakama. You have to the taisus and babakama, how they taught with the Romans, taisus to Tuts, it's a lot of radar. It's a kivegra on this. The kitzer advarim is, the kitzer advarim is, Rabbi say. The kitzer advarim is, is that they, um, is that this rub taught this yid to ask questions. Questions are precious, always ask. I don't want to cut out Gemara today and we're, we're later, so we didn't. We only did that Dhamma today, we didn't get to the Musavad, but learning about Rav Yitzchak and meeting this year is better than the Musavad, so tomorrow, oh no, tomorrow. It's already Thursday. You want to do some Chumash? No, it's Tuesday. Let's get to Gemara. Blin added this afternoon, we'll try to do some Chumash. Let's get to Gemara. Uh, I'm going to speak up. That's the East Back here. Thank you very much.